The earnings are out. Some of the most anticipated earnings, I think, from the airlines today. We heard from Alaska and American Airlines, also Southwest Airlines. And they seem to be consistent. Lost money, maybe not quite as much as expected. Revenues, yeah, maybe maybe the bar was set low, but they came in all right. But the question is, what does the fourth quarter and the rest of the of, uh, of next year look like? Gary Kelly's chairman and CEO of Southwest Airlines and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us, sir. Hey, David. It's always a pleasure to be with you. So, so uh, okay, we've, we've, we've seen what the past was like, and happily you're about to put October behind you. We'll talk about that. But tell me about the future. I, I see you're not forecasting a, a profit for this quarter. Not yet. Uh, you know, and I think fuel prices are a, a major nuisance here. And uh, I'm sure everybody's seeing that at the gas pump, too. But uh, I, I would, you know, just mention quickly on on the third quarter, it was very encouraging. First of all, uh, we had a surge in traffic and uh, and revenues. Uh, we were profitable in uh, at the end of the second quarter in June and then to begin this one in July. Uh, so compared to where we've been during this pandemic, uh, it was it was a very, very nice uh, change of pace. Um, we could have done a lot better were it not for the Delta variant surge. And in the release, we mentioned that we think that cost us about $300 million in revenue. So it is very rare that we have that kind of a swing in a quarter, uh, by the way. So it just continues to to illustrate how volatile the world and, and economies and businesses are in this pandemic uh, environment. Uh, moving ahead into the fourth quarter, uh, I, the, that momentum is still there. Uh, we still have very strong traffic demand, uh, certainly compared to where we've been during the pandemic. And the holidays in particular, uh, of course, are uh, notable in the fourth quarter in uh, our bookings are in line with where we were pre-pandemic, uh, and that's even with less capacity. Yes. So, uh, you know, so demand looks really good. We've got um, some revenue headwinds um, with the Delta variant in the fourth quarter. Uh, we had a network outage that was uh, induced by the air traffic control uh, in, uh, in Florida, uh, which took us a couple of days to remedy, and that cost us some money. But... Uh, uh, that, you know, even with that, David, I think the revenue uh, trends will improve compared to third quarter. And, uh, and that's all relative, again, uh, to 2019. Uh, and the cost outlook looks pretty good as well, except for uh, higher fuel prices. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, there are a lot of, lot of good things happening. And um, uh, the main thing that we're focused on is getting our staffing increased so we can add more flights. Uh, and make sure that we offer a very high-quality operation to our customers. Let's, let's, let's drop back to this month. You, you mentioned the air traffic control problems in Florida, and I was surprised to see that something like 50% of your airplanes actually touched that state now, so certainly you were impacted. But there was so much publicity. There seemed like an inordinate amount of publicity about this outage, and you know, we're taking credit and saying, well, it's because you're mandating vaccines and the pilots were slowing down. But it was a, you know, it was a headline uh, that, that seemed to have a life of its own for several days. Did, is this causing anybody to book away from you now to other airlines? 
Well, we pulled back on our promotional activities, and that definitely uh, had a temporary impact on bookings, but all that is behind us. So I think the short answer to your question is no. Uh, But you're right. It had uh, a very significant amount of attention, uh, a lot of rumors that we were trying to beat back, and uh, the whole thing, again, was, was, was simply triggered by severe, this is according to the FAA, the FAA put out a, a, a tweet that said we had severe weather and limited staffing in the Jacksonville Center, uh, which turned into serious delay programs uh, in Florida that affected every single city that we serve. And of course, other airlines were impacted, too. It just we had more airplanes um, to get out of Florida uh, I guess, than our competitors did, certainly to more locations. We had 66 locations that we needed to get airplanes to because we do not hub and spoke, uh, as you know. And it just made uh, our recovery extend out over several days, which for an outage like that is not unusual. In fact, I yeah. thought our people did a heroic job getting the airline back on tracks. But our uh, pilots, our flight attendants, our ground crews, they all did a phenomenal job. And no, uh, quite the opposite of a job action. Everybody performed heroically. It was very proud of. Them. But this also, it's interesting because this follows a sort of a redirection that you did for the airline, recognizing that business travel has dropped off and it's going to take a while to come back. You really pushed the leisure, going to mountains and beaches, and that you really increased service into Florida. Did this come back to bite you this time? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I would concede that uh, with a scenario like that, where there's an air traffic control shutdown, I mean, uh, Orlando, is an exa- for, as an example, David, had a ground stop by the FAA for seven hours. Nothing landed, nothing took off. So, yeah, I mean, whoever's in whoever's flying in and out of Orlando, that's going to have a huge impact on them. But um, but, you know, these are one off things. And when's the last time any of us can even remember a crazy event like that. So, uh, you know, hopefully it never happens again. You know, I, I see you you trying to hire more people. In fact, I, from the release, I see you're hiring 5,000 new employees. I've seen you guys hire before, putting on, you know, a weekend job fair, interviewing hundreds of people, maybe calling in a half a dozen for further interviews and, and hiring one or two. You all are meticulous in hiring. How long is it going to take you to hire 5,000 people? We are meticulous, um, and I think our folks do a phenomenal job there. And we, uh, you know, we attract very high-quality candidates with our reputation. Fifty years, all the years of profits, never a furlough, layoff, or a pay cut. We pay very well, and we have wonderful career opportunities uh, and, and company opportunities ahead of us. So we, we're a very attractive employer, but even with that, uh, I would estimate it's probably triple the effort to recruit uh, and uh, interview and, and onboard people uh, that, that as compared to what we're accustomed to. In addition to that, David, our own attrition rates are up uh, over uh, some over historical norms. We have more people seeking uh, inactive leaves than normal. Uh, absenteeism is up. So it's just you know, uh, somewhat uh, representative, if you will, uh, of, of what you see in the broader economy. 
with all the people that have not come back into the workforce, the participation rate, uh, in other words. So, yeah, all of that is not fully stabilized yet, and we're we're doing our best to uh, adjust the uh, capacity that we're offering to what uh, our people can uh, can handle. So, um, but yeah, I think we'll be able to uh, uh, hit our five thousand target for the year, and we're about halfway there already. So, uh, our folks are very creative and working very hard, and um, I put my money on them any day. All right, let's let me last ask you about labor relations. Uh, we heard so much about the mandate that came down out of Washington that anybody doing business with the government with government contracts has to have all of their employees vaccinated. You followed that. Now I hear you following the governor saying, well, you really can't mandate that everybody do that or they get fired. So how are are employee relations right now and what's the message? Well, yeah, David, let me clarify. No, we haven't changed anything. We, we, first of all, uh, you know, I, I am encouraging all of our employees to get vaccinated uh, and, and have been. Uh, but I would quickly follow up and say that, uh, like the governor, I, I don't I don't believe that our company should mandate that. And we 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 were never intending uh, to do that. So, uh, as you well know, we're a federal contractor. And now you have an executive order uh, that all federal contractors uh, have to be vaccinated. So that is we're we're giving it that our best effort to comply with that executive order, and the date is November the 24th. That has not changed. So we're, we're using two efforts. One is to strongly encourage all employees get vaccinated uh, and report to us their status by November 24th, and we will pay them. Uh, we will uh, compensate them a couple of days' worth of pay uh, for that. So we've got an incentive out there to do that. Uh, and we're seeing very good progress uh, with with our with our uh, employees on that. If they can't get the vaccine uh, for medical or religious reasons, then we we are uh, uh, requesting that they get that accommodation request in by November the twenty fourth. So those are the two techniques that we're using. And all we I think all you're reacting to is. The uh, you know I'm not going to fire anybody over this. Number one, uh, there the White House has evolved their guidelines on this, and we are not going to uh, impose any discipline uh, on December the 9th if people aren't compliant yet. And the White House agrees with this, so we'll be encouraging people to get vaccinated and if they can't then we will encourage them to seek an accommodation and that's our that's our plan here's hoping for some good weather in the fourth quarter and a lot of people wanting to head out and go see their loved ones gary kelly is the chairman of the board and outgoing ceo of southwest airlines our guest today good to have you with us Always great to be with you, David. You, you, you wish at all you'd thrown the keys to Bob Jordan maybe a couple of months earlier? I've, I've thought about that a lot. <laughs> it's good to have you. For more of our conversation with Mr. Kelly, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.